Welcome to the Soccer Podcast. Where we, oh, goodness. Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian. This week, I'm joined here by Dwayne. Hello, Sebastian. Big news in the world, right? Might as well not even hold back. Dive right in. I mean, I'm just so excited in general. That's why I stumbled on the on the beginning. I'm just so excited about the fact that, um, yeah, I mean, it, this is going to be a very um, I should have I should have put in I shouldn't have put a background in on my Zoom saying that I'm already in Miami. But this might be the only reason why I would ever move back to Florida. I mean, there's one more Argentinian in the league, right? <laughs> what? One more Argentinian in the MLS. Yes. Yes. There is one more Argentinian in the MLS. Um, so Messi is officially, if you didn't, if you, for whatever reason, you live under a rock. if you live under a rock and for whatever reason, we are the only soccer news you receive, which that would be, that would be somewhat shocking as an individual if, if we're your only source of news. Um, yeah. Messi's going to enter Miami. Uh, it's official. Um, you know, there was a lot of speculations back and forth. Uh, I I heard about it. What was it? It got it got announced on Wednesday. Um, yeah, dude. I I Get was channels. Yeah, I mean, I was I was aware of it probably at, at around eleven o'clock in the morning, somewhere around that time. You? Huh? He called you. Yeah, you let me know. I, as I as I made the joke the other day at at a, at ODP practice, um, that we all all, all Argentinians uh have a have a messy chip or like a messy like bad signal almost. Uh, so any sort of like news alerts, we we get notifications like ten minutes before everybody else. Interesting. Yeah. So um, but it's exciting. It's exciting. I think. You know, I listened to his entire interview that he did when he talked about where he was going and everything else. That was released later that day. Um, I mean, basically, what it comes down to is you at, he wasn't happy in Paris for for two years. He was unhappy, and he wanted to be able to spend more time with his kids. And he's always talked about the fact that in Barcelona, you know, he he was taking his kids to um. He was taking his kids to school, basically, right? Like every week, he would take his kids to school and stuff like that. So, I think the fact that that's what he wanted to do, it's that played a big part of it, and wanting to just do something as simple as taking your kids to school. Take his kids to the school, Miami school. It, I mean, he he always talked about how he wanted his kids to learn English and and grow up in in a place where they could speak English quite a bit. Um, so that's a part of it. Um, I think you know. For for about six months, he lived in a hotel in Paris with his family. Um, you know, to and from school and stuff like that to a hotel. Just a hotel, Sebastian. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he wasn't at the he wasn't at the Paris Paris Inn, like <laughs> Motel Six or whatever. However, you say six in French. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't at that right. Like. Uh, he yeah. They didn't leave the light on for him. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, he was obviously staying at at a hotel that like none of us would ever step foot in, but um, but still, he was probably staying in a hotel that wouldn't even know was a hotel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a building, but it's a hotel, but you don't really know it's a hotel. Why, why wouldn't he just stay in an Airbnb? Nah. You could probably autograph a wall of the Airbnb, just and then that, it. and just resell it. Yeah, and then that'll that'll cover the cost of his stay. Yeah, that should be um, who's Mrs. Agent? His dad. He should fire him. His dad. Yeah, um, he, he did. Speaking him. of speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of autographs, he signed a jersey yesterday. Um, and this this was this kind of went viral. So he he signed a jersey yesterday. And the jersey that he signed was an Argentinian jersey that only had the two stars. And with the Sharpie that he was signing, he drew it a third star. That's, that's savage. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but we're, we're going to dive a little bit more into Messi in a little bit. I, I want to talk about last Friday. Uh, where, where you, me, and Kyle Graves were. Oh, I'm sick, too. 
That, it felt like it felt like it feels like it was a long time ago. Yeah, it feels I'm like last Friday. What did I no, do it was it was it was a week ago. Uh, we went to the to the high school soccer state championship games, uh, Division One and Division Two. Um, St. Mark's facing off against Archmere for the Division Two title, and then Apo versus Middletown for for the Division One's final. Um, I will say I was I was a little surprised by the scoreline of the of the first game where Archmere beat St. Mark's six to one, um, all in the first half. Uh, it was, they went up three, three, nothing relatively quickly. And then it was three, one, and then it was six, one, um, all in a matter of 40 minutes. Uh, so, um, you know, congratulations to Archmere. Um, that are, that are really, really good season. And overall, um, I think deserving of the, of the state championship. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, which I was going with the original plan of just coming for the second half, but which um, if you're if you're a part of that division two, right, and and having coaching that you're you're basically obviously there's a lot of big big times you know programs in there and stuff like that, but a lot of a lot of it is sometimes you're you're basically going like all right, you know, obviously St. Mark's won it last year against Caravel, but before that it was Caravel, 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 so. Um, so you're a lot, you, there's a little bit of that, like, well, where, you know, we gotta, you're basically trying to avoid Caravel until the last possible thing. And then Archmere beats Caravel in the semifinal and then moves on to the final and, and wins it all. They wanted the smoke. Yeah. So they wanted, um, they wanted to be in the dogs. They wanted to be in the, wanted to be a dog. Wanted to be a dog. Yeah. Um, so it was good. It was honestly a good, uh, it was, it was, you know, good, good for Archmere. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to St. Mark's for for you know making it to the final again. Um back to back years is it's good and um overall uh an impressive season to begin with. I know they had some injuries and stuff like that throughout the season. Um so to make it to the final again, it was good. So uh, congratulations to the staff. I think you know, one of the one of the the most the more liked staff of, of the state, I think. Yeah, they had like um, a staff of twenty. Yeah, but I, I do think that you know, uh, Dan Swayze is probably one of the most liked coaches in the in the state. He's just a generally good guy. So it's just he's just a guy that you 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 want to play against, right? Like you you want to play against Swayze. Are you see? Are you saying you're gonna add uh, St. Mark's to your schedule next year? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> only no. My schedule is full. Sorry. <laughs> I mean. Listen, all you gotta do is make the call. You say you like to play, you love to play against them. Make sure yeah, I think his I think his schedule's full, my schedule's full. Sorry, it didn't work out this period. Um, we'll try again at some point, maybe in three years. Oh, uh, three years. Okay. Well, you know, you got two year cycles for schedules, so you know uh I see. So we're ducking the smoke again. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, you can't duck the smoke in the, in the <laughs> air quality. <laughs> the air quality. <laughs> Um, no, I was talking about duck, like quack quack. Uh, <laughs> it's a double pun, it was a double pun. Um, and then in the Apo against Middletown final, um, he, he was you know, Apo goes up one nothing, and then um, Middletown ties it relatively quickly, and then it was what two, three, one and a half, right? Three, one yeah. and a half. Three one and a half, um, and then it was three two, and then it was four to two. Um, Gabby Riley scores a hat trick in the final. Um, so you know, I feel it was a, uh, it was one of those things where you you know you have it was a little bit mixed emotions for me because I've coached a lot of those players on both schools. I think I mentioned it to you and Kyle. I coached ten out of the eleven starters for. For Middletown High School, I've coached at one point, um, and you know it's it's that bittersweet feeling of like, yeah, you feel really good for them, but at the same time, like now I look at them as as competitors, right? Because we're I'm stepping into the role, or I, I have the role with Odessa on the girls' side, where where I'm playing against those schools, um, and they're part of my conference, it's part of my regular schedule now, so it's it'll be it'll be fun. Um, I, I'm I'm ready for the challenge. I think that the players are going to be ready for the challenge, but ultimately. You feel proud of the kids and you feel proud of what they've accomplished. Um, I want to say a big congratulations to Lance Berry for making it to the final for the first time with Apo. 
um, as a first year head coach of the of the program. Um, you know, he's co- he was coaching Caravel before, but but taking on Apo and moving up to Division One as a head coach um, in his first year in the program, actually first five months in the program, and getting into a final is is pretty impressive. Uh, so first time in the school's history that they got to the final. So um, I know the school's relatively new still, but but it's, the program's been around for close to ten years now. So. Yeah, there's a there's a new school in in town too in the Apple School District. They're just waiting for them. Yeah, man. I mean, just you know. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if you had three in the finals? That would be. How would you get three in the finals? There's only two schools that make it to the final. Well, the D two finals you could have. Worked oh, oh, right, 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 my bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't this year. It wasn't meant to be. So you know, next year we'll we're gonna give it another shot. Next year you got to knock one of those schools out. Maybe to get in, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, I mean, at some point you would figure, well, actually, no, not not really. The only other scenario would be that they knock each other out in the semifinal or something like that in the round. I don't know. Or maybe maybe it ends up being that the road to the final goes through Middletown. You know, the I will say that I think I think there's a what was what's really interesting is when you look at the playoff brackets in general. Um, you know, you have St. George's made the playoffs, Middletown made the playoffs, Apo made the playoffs, we had a decimate made the playoffs on the girls' side. That's four out of the six high schools that are in Del- in Middletown, in that Middletown, Middletown MOT area. That MOT area. You know, that's six high schools that are there. The other two are St. Andrews and, and MOT Charter. Um, and St. Andrews and MOT charter weren't super they were a little bit off but you know they there are schools that that you know are they're not losing you know 14 games in the season and only winning one um there's schools that compete um and then if you want to expand it just a little bit further south you have smyrna that also made it in as well um so within that within that radius it's pretty impressive that you know you have you have five schools out of seven that that made the playoffs in mile radius. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. I think it speaks to the quality of the players from that area. Um, and you know, so it's, it's good. Yeah. So, you know, big congratulations to all the players at Middleton high school. Um, and, and Apo as well for, for making it to the, to the Ooh. final. Um, all right, so I got ODP this weekend, um, which I'm excited about. Um, I'm going up to Lancaster tomorrow. Um, got the twenty. Yeah, got the twenty. We got the all clear just just recently. We just got the all clear that we're we're good to play. Um, I'm heading up to Lancaster um, in the in the good old stomping grounds of East Petersburg Elementary and Classics Park. Uh, like someone's up there all the time. Yeah, it's it, it almost feels like a second home. <laughs> uh, well, the weirdest thing is I, when I had to go get my bag a couple of weeks ago, I drove past East Petersburg and it was just weird to see like one game being played there. And like, yeah, like it just you don't imagine East Petersburg just being like a regular place. Like it's right. always jam packed. Yeah. The guy that sells T-shirts right on, this, on the street. You know, they got the, the little trucks lined up by the swamp. Yeah. Like that's what you're used to. Yeah, used to that. Um, it's like a real school, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you forget that there's actual kids that go to that school too. Um, so, so I'm gonna up there this weekend. I'll have the 2011 girls, uh, which I'm excited about because uh, I haven't gotten to coach 99 in quite a while. So uh, it's been it's been about six or seven months since I've coached 99. So I'm I'm excited for that. And then I got the 2010 girls, which is a group that I've been a part of for about two years now this is going under my second two and a half years or so of, of being around that team so a lot of the players i've known for a long time um and i think that's, that's kind of cool thing about odp and I, I at some point i'd like to bring in tyler to talk about this but um it, it's kind of cool to see where those players develop when you see them every you know you sometimes you just see them every couple months um it's cool to kind of bring them back together and things like that because it was funny i was talking to one of the players and she goes, so how's your life been? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, 
cool because yeah, we don't see each other often, you know. So you you run into people and it's it's cool. It's I, the past six months, huh? So what's been going on in the past six months? I know a lot, and also not a lot. You know, it's one of those things. Um. So yeah, so I'm excited for that. It'll be it'll be a good time. Um. And then you're you're pretty much done too, right? Yeah, I mean, I have the diamonds coming up. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you have the first diamonds game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, taking that your first solo game with the diamonds. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, first solo game with the diamonds. I think it'll be it'll be good. I think we you know we had a scrimmage on Monday. Um, which you know we had sixty minutes of of quality soccer, and then you know some some things we got to work on and fix and things like that. The upside is that. You know, we play two games within a week, and then after that, we get a little bit of a break between before. You know, we have about two weeks before the next game, so you get some time to work on things and and figure things out and and um, and fine tune some things before the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. You know, playing Copper Mine. You know, they're going to have some quality. Um, make good facility. Maybe. Good facility from what we've seen. Oh, no, won't know until we get there. Yeah. So okay. overall, overall it should be facilities, man. What? Trying to trying to get out of here and have a good result. <laughs> What's well, better, result. better in a, you're better in a, in a good facility compared to a bad facility? I'm not. I don't. I don't blame the facility for anything. I'm not saying you blame it. It's just easier to win when you're playing on good facilities. Is it? I don't know. Do you, do you win a lot on bad grass and bad fields? There's always got to be someone that wins and someone that loses, right? That's fair. You could also tie. Tie. Um. Well, yeah. Um. We're gonna win, or we're gonna lose trying to win. <laughs> um. Something we we kind of forgot to mention was happening this past week, and on it, to be honest with you, I don't think I even remember that it was happening this week. I saw that it was happening, and then after it happened, I honestly didn't realize that it had happened until today because I don't think I re- I remember seeing anything, reading anything about it. The conference league uh, championship, the final happened. The what? The conference league final happened. Two days oh, ago, the Europa, the Europa Conference League. Final. Yeah, the Europa Conference League final happened. Oh. West Ham winning it against Fiorentina. Yeah, they beat my girlfriend's uh, or town local team. What? My girlfriend's from Florence. That's oh, oh, okay. Local team. Um. So yeah, Fiorentina. She's devast- um, she devastated. Man. I'm sure. Uh, I coached a team that was called uh, when I when I worked in Knoxville, we would name our teams after clubs. Yeah, and I coached a I coached a Fiorentina. Uh, you know me. Okay. What? Palace. <laughs> um. Yeah, I coached a Valencia and a Fiorentina. When I switch teams, you got to switch your name because I'm taking <laughs> Palace with me. You're taking Palace with you. Um. Yeah, I mean the 90th minute, 90th minute goal by Jared Bowen um to to secure the the title for the Hammers. So, so what does that mean for which I mean according to the stats, Fiorentina outshot him and also had more possession and doubled the amount of passes, but ultimately West Ham won. So West Ham qualifies for the Europa League. Right? Yes. I think they already qualified. But uh, no, they didn't. They finished 14th. Yeah. So there you go. So that so opened. What does that mean <clears throat> for nothing? So we would just so they would just have an additional. There would be three English teams in the Europa League next year. Yes. Yes. Brighton and West Ham. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't a hundred percent. What happens if you win the conference? Um, because it, the only thing that's different is that West Ham finished out of the like qualification place. Yeah. So yeah. Like, so basically, they they automatically qualify for the Europa League next year. 
but nobody gets bumped out. Nobody gets bumped out, um, and they win another three million euros. Uh, you know what it is? It's when you do qualify. Yes. Because typically, so, like, so basically, let's just say, let's just say, West Ham had won the Conference League, but they were already qualified for the Champions League. For example, they would go to the Champions. League. They would go to the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. And then that might have opened up another spot for somebody else to go in the conference league, or maybe it would have been Fiorentina. Yeah, that went in 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 instead. You know. Yeah, I think that what they do is they add an additional qualifier. They bring in like those smaller teams. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so good for good for West Ham. Um, final this week. Uh, Champions play. Have you seen that video of the train that goes through the soccer stadium? No, what soccer stadium? There's a soccer stadium, I think it's in like Slovakia or something, and it literally has train tracks that run through the stadium. Interesting. I gotta find it. But yeah. That that the club that plays there are qualified for the Europa League. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. So let's see who who gets that fixture. Uh, yeah. Not only do you have to go to Luton Town. <laughs> you also got to go to this place. You got to potentially go to this place with the uh, the train. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, um, Champions League final, three o'clock in Istanbul. You know it. Um, City you know. against Inter Miami, or Inter, not Inter Miami, Inter Milan. Inter Miami don't want that smoke. Uh, Inter Inter Milan. Um, what do you think? I mean, listen, I. I there's a thing out there about you know Croatians have won the last couple Champions League finals. You need a Croatian on your team. <laughs> you don't need no Croatian on your team. Is it mostly because of Modric? Modric, Kovacic, uh, and then uh, uh, no Kovacic from Chelsea. Mateo Kovacic. Well, Rakitic with Barcelona. Barcelona not winning in a while. No, Barcelona hasn't won in a while. I don't know. There's, a, there's a bunch of itches that have been. <laughs> 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 Mat- no, it wasn't Matic. No, no, no. Jovetic. Oh man, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I can tell you, I got it. I got it pulled up right here. So, uh, Real Madrid. Madrid, Chelsea. Yeah, whatever. Madrid, Chelsea. Kovacic. Kovacic. Bayern. Who's their itch? Um, who was their itch? I don't know. I don't remember. That's a good question. Um, let's see. Mullerich, Mullerich. <laughs> they so they beat they beat PSG in the final that year. That was the COVID year, right? That was the that was the COVID year. Yeah. That was the. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I can probably, I probably get it. Um, Champions League round of sixteen. Uh, let's see if we can get to the final here. Champions League final. Here we go. Lineups. Uh, Lewandowski. No. Uh, Kinsley Coleman. No. Kimmich. Joshua Kimmich. No, he's. German. German. Um, let's see. Uh, Nicholas Soule is German, so no, not him. Uh, Perisic, Ivan Perisic. There you go. Perisic. There's your Croatian. There you go. There's your Croatian. All right, Liverpool. Liverpool in 1819. Uh, Dejan Lovren. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm cheating now. Now, you, oh, you pulled it up. Yeah. No, you just, you there's just, no way. First of all, there's no way we would have we would have got Dejan Lovren. Um, because he doesn't have itch. He doesn't. Um, he also didn't start that game. Oh, uh, and I didn't say anything about starting. And he didn't even. He actually didn't even. Uh, he didn't even play that game. Yeah. All right. Wow. So, and then 2016 through 18 was 
Real. Yeah. Then Barcelona, you have Rakitic. Told you Rakitic was going to sneak his way in there. Then Real Madrid again, 13-14. That would have been still Modric, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bayern Munich was 2013. 2013. I don't know, man. Mario Mandzukic. Mandzukic. Yes. There you go. There's your, there's your, that's the, the itch that started it all off. Really? That was the first Croatian that started this run of 10 years. Wow. Look at that. That's going to end. Yeah. I mean, what? Manchester City has no Croatians? They got no itches. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they should, as a joke, Ederson itch. <laughs> No, I don't think they have any Croatians on their team. No, they got um, they got a they got a Swiss player. You got you got people from the Netherlands. Um, yeah, I mean you got Gra- Jack Grealish. That's close to an itch. Grealish, <laughs> Grealish. Yeah, there you go. Just just make him just make him <laughs> Grealish. <laughs> Bernardo Bernardo Slovich. Bernard, yeah. John Stonich. Yeah. Yeah. There's some Croatian for the day. Yeah, you can be Croatian for the day. Yeah, I think all that stuff's gonna be it's all gonna be over in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um Scott Carson, is he uh is he from uh, <laughs> Scott Carson from Croatia? Scott Carson is he just re- he, he 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 renewed his contract, by the way. Yeah, were you the one that told me about that? How much he was getting paid to be the or I saw something, man. Yeah, he gets he gets get front row seats to every game. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that, that's something I saw. I was like, yeah, Scott Carson, it's like front row seats to every game, first class training. Yeah. Um, and just re-signed. Yeah, one of his one of his jobs is to work with somebody on shooting. I forget who it is. <laughs> it's probably Holland's Holland's guy. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, he just gets paid to do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Messi. Um, here's some things that you probably didn't know. There's some other people making moves too. You know, who who else making moves? Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham going to Real Madrid. Hundred mil. Yeah. Kareem Kareem Benzema going to Saudi Arabia. And did you see the celebration? Yeah, he brought out his trophy. No, they gave it to him. Yeah, they gave him his own Ballon d'Or to hold up, and he had they had fireworks, man. The amount of money that they put in for just this guy to just show up at the field one day. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Who else? Uh, 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 there's a guy from the under-20 U.S. national team that just got signed for Benfica. Okay. They had a good run. I mean, they met their match. You said you did say Uruguay is pretty good. Yeah, they made the final, so it'll be Uruguay against Italy in the uh, in the final. I mean, the U.S. hadn't given up a goal until they played Uruguay. So <laughs> I like how you say it. <laughs> Uruguay beat him down <laughs> on the head a little bit. Oh, good though. It was a good good tournament, good run. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, for those guys, some of these guys are going to be making some moves. Yeah, I forget. I forget who it is that. Um, oh, I think it's this. Uh, I think it's yeah, Josh Widener. Okay, Josh. Josh Widener. Um, so he just uh, made a move to Benfica. Uh, literally like yesterday. Uh, he's gonna be, yeah. Um. He's the largest transfer fee for to date for a USL player. Oh, he's coming from the USL. Yeah, he's coming from Louisville City. Okay. Yep. Time, brother. Yeah, eighteen years old, coming in from uh, from from Louisville City. Man, that's what's the you know what the number is? One point two million. Louisville City. <laughs> there's there's a bid to come into the MLS. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so he's originally signed, um, for, for Benfica B. Um, so we'll go, we'll see where he goes from there, but he's 18 years old. So, um, and he's from Louisville, Kentucky. Hometown. Yeah. I mean, 
So, so, and he had a, he had a good, uh, he had a good tournament too. You know, it was, it was good. He had a, he had a good tournament, which is, um, he didn't have a really good game or a good tournament against Uruguay because he scored the own goal, but, uh, he had a good tournament to begin with. Um, you know who, uh, missed out on him? Who? Philadelphia Union. They were trying to get him. Widener? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they were trying to get him. Um, hey, he plays as a left back or a center back. Well, you could have used the center back. Yeah. So, um, but all right, let's talk a little bit about Inter Miami. So, so Dwayne, tell me what you know of the Inter Miami deal that Messi signed. Well, I will tell you that I know Inter Miami and Messi are both, you know, it's a match made of two world-class players with David Beckham and Lionel Messi. So it's kind of like a David Beckham deal. Yeah. Um, when he came over to the U.S. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting because, you know, David Beckham, when he came over, part of his deal was a significant discount to start an MLS club. And now he's bringing over Messi, who now has the opportunity to own his own MLS club in the future. Um, Apple TV is going to give him a percentage of the uh, of the season pass money. That subscription money, man. I, my, my subscription was free, so he ain't getting none of my money. No. Um, and I think Adidas is giving him a percentage of, of jersey sales or his his sales, jersey sales. I mean, it could be. I mean, he's he is an Adidas-sponsored player. Adidas is shipping in money. I don't know if it was part of the Apple TV deal. Maybe. Or not. Um, it, it's very interesting. Um, it, it's going to be... He apparently was offered a ton of money to go to Saudi Arabia, and he didn't, um, which, you know, it's I don't know if it's 100% about the money, but obviously he's not playing for free either. So... Um, a lot of sacrifices have to be made by everybody in the MLS for him to come here with the idea that this will push, you know, the envelope forward for the MLS. And if they can, you know, if they can sign a player of this caliber, you know, what does that mean for the league? And well, um, all the other clubs, it, this is also true. They all the other clubs had to put in some money to bring Messi yeah. over to, <laughs> but you're going to get the money back, right? Like, yeah, you just sold out your tickets, right? Like every, everybody just sold out their tickets against inter Miami. Um, I will say, the tough part is that, right? Like Subaru Park is like eighteen thousand. That's the toughest part. I think. I think the tough part is the fact that every stadium you play for, you play in, unless you're at the Atlanta Stadium, right? That's got like sixty something thousand people. <clears throat> um, so it, it's tough, right? Because you don't have the ability to, um, you don't have the ability to. To, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to spend money to get him to come because like for Philly, it would be a smart move to go to the to the link and yeah. capitalize on that. You know, obviously you want to play at home, but it's like but we can get more people into it. And at the same time, kind of control the price of the tickets. Cause I think that yeah, when you go from thirty dollars a ticket and MLS is super affordable, you can take your kids to see Messi and all that stuff great i think i think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see people are gonna go for season tickets right just because your season tickets almost gonna be worth the price of admission if your team happens to play into my game we plan um so right so yeah for sure so unfortunately for some um our tickets or Messi doesn't come until after into miami plays the union so yeah so get a get a yeah, I mean, at the same time, we saw it this year where they have a different price range just for the LAFC game. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's the top MLS stadiums that are soccer-only stadiums. Um, Nashville, 30,000. Toronto, 28. Los Angeles is 27. Cincinnati's 26. Orlando's 25. Red Bull's 25. Uh, Houston is 22. The other LA one is 22. Um, Austin is 20 and Dallas is 20. Then you have the ones that are the overall um, that 
house multiple sports. Um, so Atlanta, um, which obviously Mercedes Benz Stadium took over the Georgia Dome, um, and they share it with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, it has a capacity for seventy-one thousand people. Um, it technically says it has a capacity for forty-two thousand people for soccer games, and seventy-one for football. But I have a feeling that they can make that bigger no. for soccer. Yeah, they have the they have the largest, they have the highest attendance for yeah for a home game. Um, Charlotte FC plays where the Carolina Panthers play, and that's seventy-four thousand people. Um, but right now apparently it's only thirty eight thousand for MLS. Then you got Seattle, Seattle Sounders. Um, it's sixty eight thousand because that's where the um, where the was the Seahawks, right? Yep, Seahawks. You know, you know your NFL teams. Man. Yeah, man, I know my NFL teams. Um, I was just thinking of the colors. Um, uh, so sixty eight thousand people there. Um, and then. But they only will do thirty-seven thousand people for whatever reason for soccer. But again, they can probably open that up. And then after that, it's yeah. I mean, it's basically the the MLS stadiums. Um, you forgot about New England. What? New England Revolution? Yeah, they play in the Patriot Stadium. Do they? I'm pretty sure they do. Mm, not according. No. Where do they play at? Um. Well, no, they, yeah, sorry, they do play. So, yeah, so here it is. Uh, they do play there, but the New England Revolution only has capacity uh, for 20,000 people. So, they yeah, don't I know open, a lot of I know a lot of teams have they don't open the entire stadium, they don't open the entire stadium, they put banners up because it's discouraging. You look on TV, it looks like yeah, no one's yeah. there, yeah. So, yeah, it's so like Messi that's played in front of like 100,000, dude. You got to go to these NFL, like, he, he basically said. Now you got to open up the NFL stadiums for me. Yeah. Well, that's going to be the thing, right? Like, so even the Philadelphia Union has one of the smaller, um, well, has one of the smaller MLS uh, stadiums with eighteen thousand people. That's going to be hard. Just keep my, just keep me in my seats where I am in the link. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. So <clears throat> they talked about it with. So one of the things that came up was like, all right, you know, could they move them to Hard Rock? Right, the Hard Rock is right there. Um, and the, the, the thing is, so they're, they're potentially thinking that Messi will play right for the, for that league's cup or right after it, but right off the bat, it's, there's like some sort of monster truck championship thing going on. And then it's Rihanna's playing no Beyonce, Beyonce's playing and then Carol G's playing. So like, it's almost like you're backing into other events too. So. It's not like the hard yeah, that's a tough just... ask on the. It, that, that's <laughs> the thing. That the deal is sweet, but then you don't you don't see the other logistics behind right. it. Right. Well, and Inter Miami is supposed to open up their stadium in 2025. So in 2025, Inter Miami will have their own stadium. Now, granted, their stadium is only going to have <clears throat> twenty thousand people. Um, Should have never closed down the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Good old um, Orange Bowl, man. Yeah. I mean, you can go to the Marlins one. But the Marlins one is not that much bigger. No, nah, I think, I mean, listen, you got the opportunity to do whatever you. I mean, honestly, your best bet is probably going to a college football stadium. But you don't have one down there. Well, because uh, they play at, Miami plays at Hard Rock, don't they? Miami plays at Hard Rock, yeah. Uh, yeah, FIU has their own stadium and it's not big enough. And FAU has their own stadium and it's definitely not big enough. Forgot about that. Man. Yeah, you don't. You don't have any. How did they other, tear down the Orange Bowl? You don't oh, have any other. There's nothing else down there that that houses that many people. I guess the NFL is gonna have to play on Saturdays this year. <laughs> we well, got I mean, a Dolphins. We got a <laughs> Dolphins and a Hurricanes doubleheader today. No, you know you can't. Playing on Sunday. No, so I had a friend. I had a friend. I had a friend that used to work for the uh, back in the days. Used to call it Dolphin Stadium before it was called Hard Rock. Um, and he was he was one of the ground screw guys, and um, basically they worked overnight from Saturday to Sunday. <clears throat> whenever the Hurricanes played, the Dolphins played the next day because they have to turn they have to switch the entire grass. Ooh. 
because I guess the hash marks are different distances yeah. from the NFL and the in the college. They're tighter, they're tighter for the NFL than <clears throat> the college. So they basically take the entire grass apart and like replace it overnight. It's crazy. Um, it's kind of like when you've seen the videos of either the what is the Wells Fargo or down in LA when they switch it for you know from one team to another and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh-huh. here's so here's one thing that that came up, but I don't know if you knew. <clears throat> so I'm gonna give you a little test. So Inter Miami has an Instagram account, just like every other MLS team. Um, before before Messi joined it, um, how many how many followers do you think they had? A couple hundred thousand. Hundred a couple hundred thousand? A couple hundred thousand. Really? Is that is that all you thought about? That's a million. Just to give you an idea, the Philadelphia Union Instagram account has two hundred thousand people. Never mind, that is low. Um, all right, Inter Inter Miami had one point eight million followers. Okay. Currently, Inter Miami has six point eight million followers. So in about forty eight hours, they went up five million people. Which is now higher than every NFL, MLB, and NHL franchise, uh, franchise Instagram account. I got an Inter Miami. I was just thinking about this. I have an Inter Miami shirt in my closet. I got one too. Before, yeah, I just I just ordered I I just ordered a Messi jersey. Did you really? Yeah, man. But 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 I got it from my from my website. Uh, you got it from the guy. 18 bucks. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, so here's a little quiz. Um, the NFL teams are the ones that have the most amount of <clears throat> outside of the NBA. The NBA has more Instagram followers than anybody else, mostly because of the international reach that it has in comparison to the other sports. But um, <clears throat> NFL. So what team do you think has the most followers in the NFL? In the NFL, the most followers <clears throat> on Instagram. On Instagram, like the Buccaneers or something. Tom Brady, <clears throat> Cowboys, probably. So the New England Patriots, uh, four point nine million followers. Second is the Dallas Cowboys. That was close. In third. In that list of like the next highest behind now Inter Miami is not a football team. Baseball. Do you want to guess who it is? Baseball. Who? Is it baseball? Who? The Padres? The Angels? Nope. The Angels? Nope. The Padres? Nope. Come on, man. You got to think the most iconic. If you think baseball, you think of what? The Yankees? The Yankees, man. 3.2 million followers. Well, I was thinking with, you know, Shohei, you know, out there and, and Mike Trout. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know who Shohei Otani is? Nope. But I know who the New York Yankees are. If you ask me baseball, I'm going to say Yankees. Dude, Shohei Otani is the first player in like 100 years that pitches and bats. And he's pretty good at both. Oh, no, I have no idea. I don't follow baseball at all. I don't follow football either. Neither do I, but like everybody knows who Shohei is. I don't, listen, you know man. Mike Trout is. <laughs> no. Um. Um. So, yeah, Inter Miami now is basically at the forefront of the, um, on Instagram, on on social media. Um. Yeah. You customize the messages Um. And then just to give you some perspective, Manchester City Instagram is uh, 44 million followers. Well, it's the global effect. But that's my that's I think that's my point. Right? I think I think this speaks of the volumes of what it means, not only for the country, but but for the for the world for Messi to come here. Um all right, one little last piece of uh, of Inter Miami, um, kind of like history or data. Yeah. I think. 
who is the um what is the supporters group supporters group name for inter miami do you know no no idea all right so they are called vice city 1896 Vice City. <laughs> Vice City. Vice City, 1896. 1896 was the day that or the the year that Miami was uh was chartered as a as a city. Um, which is interesting because uh <laughs> the Miami the, the Inter Miami Stadium is not in Miami um at all. It's not even the same county as Miami. Yeah, it's like 20 miles away, isn't it? Yeah, it's technically in Broward County, which is not Dade County. Um Broward County, man. That's where Kodak Black's from. That's where I'm from, man. Broward County. Broward County, man. You're from Broward County. Yeah, man. Grew up, you know Kodak Black. I don't know Kodak Black, but I've been to that Inter Miami Stadium before it was the Inter Miami Stadium before it was called Lockhart State before when it was lock called Lockhart Stadium where the uh, where the uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers used to play. I don't know about that. You know where Lamar, yeah, where Lamar Jackson grew up? I were I was a season ticket member of the uh second iteration of the four auto strikers whopping ten dollars for me me and luis man me and luis broward county man who would have known broward county man so they used to play the state championship game for high school used to be played at lockhart stadium interesting yeah friend in uh in 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 florida you got bumps some Kodak Black man right here. Wait up, wherever you got to go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> going for Broward County, man. Just for Broward County, got it. Okay. All right, uh, player of the match. Player of the match. Kodak Black man. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, Kodak. Yeah. <laughs> um. Give it to GR. GR. Yeah, GR, man. M- MHS. Huh? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, I got you. I took in the state championship game. Um, it's a good, good match and proved that she probably is the best player in the state. Yep. Solidified that. Yeah. One of those uh things that when you when you get famous and you write that book. I guess scored three goals, and it's like, hey, I was there when she scored the three goals. Yeah, in that's, that's fair. That's the player. I, I was. I think I told you this. I was like, that's the player where you, when you tell players to stand players up and make them do something fantastic, and then we'll talk about it later, and then they say, hey, that player did something fantastic, and I don't know if we have an answer for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't really have an answer for that. You're right. Just that good. You're that good. That good. Yeah. Uh, mine's gonna go to GM. Uh, got that call up for getting for yeah. We'll we'll talk about it next week. But but we're we got it. We some got some exciting news about a player, and we're just really happy for. Um, so mine mine goes out to GM. Um, we're gonna start a we're gonna start a whole pathway. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. We need to. Man, we got we got you. Um, get that international clearance going. Um, <laughs> all right, on this day in soccer history, June 9th, 1979. Um, uh, so this is an interesting one. Um, June 9th, 1979. Do you know the name Kevin Keegan? No, so Kevin Keegan was the, the, the Manchester City manager from 2001 to 2005, but before that, he was a player, played in Liverpool for, for a lot of years. Um, well, in 1979, he decided to release a single, a music single called it is uh, called Head Over Heels in Love um, with the B-side of being uh, Move On Down. So he also had a, a single before that, you know, um, but Head Over Heels reached 31 in the UK pop charts. And in Germany, because that's where he was currently playing at the time, he was playing at Hamburg. Um, it reached number ten in the charts. Um, so that, <laughs> sorry, you're, the fact that your dog is like staring at you is pretty funny. Uh, um, so that comment kind of got me thinking, right? So Kevin Keegan, June 9th, nineteen seventy nine, released a single and and got pretty famous. So 
it got me thinking, what other soccer players are there that release records? Are there any current one or like current? So I got I got eleven, I got eleven for you. Um, well, ten. Ten that are not current. The they are they are uh former players. Uh some of you might know, some of them you might not. Uh Andy Cole. Andy Cole he used to play for Chelsea. He used to play for Manchester United. Manchester United. Yep. Uh, Joe Cole and Ashley Cole. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Andy oh, Cole, Pele. Pele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He reduced some some uh um Basile Bully. Oh no, Basile. Um Basile Bully released an album. Uh he was from Ivory Coast. Um and then uh played at Rangers for a little bit, played in Monaco, um, played in Marseille. Uh so he released an album. Uh let's see, who do we have? Oh no, I lost the tab. Where'd he go? There you go. Um Chris Waddle. You know Chris Waddle? No, he sounds like a country singer. You got him, you got him on the you got him on the on the playlist. It's Chris Waddle next to Kodak Black. No. No. Sounds like Cole Swindle. <laughs> uh Chris Waddle uh from the UK. Uh he played uh let's see. Uh so 62 years old right now. Uh mostly played at uh also played at Marseille, Sheffield Wednesday, played at Spurs, played at Newcastle. So he released a single or an or an album. Ian Wright. Okay. You're going up to like the nineties. Yep, now we're now we're getting yeah, we're moving up a little bit. Uh Ian Wright, who's currently a TV personality, he's on he's on Ted Lasso as well. Um uh both of his kids, you know, famously known soccer players as well. Ian Wright? Yeah, Sean Sean Bright Phillips, Bradley, Bradley <laughs> Bright Phillips. I was just making sure I had the right. I was like, yeah, I only you had the right, right? You had the right, right? I was just like, yeah, I only got, I only know two rights. Hopefully, I'll name them. Yeah, uh, Justin Fashanu. Sorry, we have a third podcast guest. We do. Yeah. Is it your dog? Carly. Carly. Carly the dog. Uh, Justin Fashanu. Um, she doesn't have a. She doesn't have a single out though. No, no singles. Um, uh, played at Manchester City for two games. Uh, but mostly known for Norwich, uh, Knotts County. Uh, then we get to Vinny Jones. Vinny, you know Vinny Jones, right? No, 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 Vinny Jones. You know Vinny, Vinny Jones. Jones. If you see Vinny Jones, you know Vinny Jones. So Vinny Jones is an actor, but people sometimes forget. Um, Vinny Jones passed away in 2019, unfortunately. But Vinny Jones was an actor, but also was a, a football player. Uh, played mostly at Wimbledon. Um, played a little bit of Leeds and Sheffield United as well, and played some Chelsea game at some you know a couple years at Chelsea as well. Uh, but you probably have known him from any movie with a gangster on it that had a British gangster. He was also the Juggernaut in X Men. Remember Juggernaut? Remember X Men? I would honestly say I don't know that that's true because I would say Idris Elba is probably more of the gangster I associate with. No, movie. no. If you got it, if you think, if you think movies like gangsters from like the nineties to two thousands, it was it was Vinnie Jones. Uh, it was Vinnie Jones. Uh, yeah, do you remember? Do you remember yeah, Gone in sixty yeah. seconds? No, I never seen that movie. Oh, all right. Uh, but he was the juggernaut in X Men: The Last Stand. Um. So. Um. But yeah, look him up, Vinnie Jones. It, the moment you see him, you probably know exactly who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rude, Rude Julie also released an album. Uh, Paul Gaschioni and then Glenn Hoddle. So, Rude Julie from famous, um, famous uh, Dutch soccer player. Um, used to be known for having like longer hair, more dreads, like looks like Nathan Aki a little bit actually from the Netherlands. Um, this guy in my life. Who? Wait, he was a freelancer. 
All right. Dan Simmons Fair Play of the Week Award. Hold on. We're still talking about Vinnie Jones or are we moving on? Now we're moving on from Vinnie Jones, man. All right, I got to go back and watch Freelancers. I've seen Freelancers. I got to go back and see, like, look for him now. All right. Uh, Dan Simmons Fair Play of the Week Award. Um, Fair Play of the Week Award goes out to... Where is it? You got it? Yeah. Would you have something saved? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I don't know where it went, man. Oh, I think I, come I, I think on, I started man. looking up. I think I started looking up. You started looking for Vinnie Jones, man. All right, well, I'll go. I'll go while you're looking for it. Yeah. Um, mine, mine goes out to the uh, to the Odessa uh, administrative staff, athletic directors, um, athletic trainers in general, just for a good season and a good year. Um, but also a special shout out to to the administration, um, athletic director, um, because I was named the Odessa High School boys soccer coach uh, going forward. So I'm going to be taking over that program. Um, so I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. So so big well, shout out to them you know, for giving me that opportunity. You got that job. Yeah. It was a talk. It was a talk on Wednesday. Yeah, man. Looking for uh, looking for an assistant coach, man. Uh. There's a lot of people looking for assistant coaches. Oh, here we go. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, do you find your fair play of the week? Um, yeah. Who does it go to? It's not the same one. Is it not me? No. <laughs> the Odessa staff? No, I'm not working with Odessa. All right. Um, I'm gonna give it out to. U.S. Men's National Team. Okay. For a putting on a decent roster. Okay. They need to take Walker Zimmerman off the roster. Two. They need to put Mark McKenzie on the roster. <laughs> Two goals. He's playing Champions League football next year. Yep. Champions League qualifier. And three. The U.S. national team for sitting on SOS to get some of those guys out of relegation or that got relegated, like Tyler Adams <laughs> and and Mark McC- and uh, Aaron. Um, I think Aaronson, I think Aaronson, it'll probably benefit him to stay down there. No, he's apparently got some sort of a clause in his contract that he can uh, he can get he out. Can't he can't play second tier football. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, there's some kids that aren't allowed to play JV soccer. You never know. I mean, I think. Yeah, um, I think that for the U.S. team, hopefully they can get these guys out this summer with this roster. They can help get these guys. Is there such a bad? Is it such a? Is it so bad for them to play in the second division? <clears throat> I think for Brendan Aronson, it would help him. I don't. I don't want to say the speed of play was not the speed of play, but I don't want to say that the level was too high for him. But like, I think Brendan Aronson thrives when he's confident. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes when you look at it, right, and and I've seen a lot of documentaries of of the difference between first team, first team football, or you know, first division or second division and third division or things like that. Yes, the level of play is different, and potentially the there is a there is a gap and things like that. But I also think there's also there's something to be said about what you need in order to survive as a footballer in a second or third tier, right? Because yeah, you get to make a living out of it, but you don't get to make the same living as the guy that's starting from Manchester City. Right? So Aaronson can start from Manchester City? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that like there's a little bit of a grind that you have to go through um to be able to so, make it. And I think the physicality of the game is important too. I think I think clubs and teams are making themselves like the championship, there's a reason why the the, the you know the the last that the, the the game, the championship game that secures the last spot to make it into the into the Premier League is the most expensive game in the world, right? Yeah. Because the financial difference between being in the Premier League and not being in the Premier League is such a big difference, um, that I think it makes those teams and those clubs have to fight and grind for every single point because if you don't. If you don't make the playoffs and to try to get into the Premier League, it's almost like a failed season. But at the same time, you don't want to risk too much because you don't want to find yourself 
in those potential relegation spots, and then you end up being like Sunderland, right? Where in like three years they drop three divisions. Yeah, so, I mean, so I think there's a there's a big grind that happens at those levels that I think is is something that maybe the U.S. players need to go through. Well, I think so. Here's the other thing, right? Talk about the grind. And the U.S., obviously, you could say our system is definitely grind, especially when you talk about qualifying for the World Cup and having to go through, even though they don't have to qualify this year, but having to go down to Trinidad and Guatemala and all those hard places to play. Yes, but not in the regular season, they don't grind. Yeah, but they need that grind. Like, one, some of these players, I think, like Pulisic, for example, he needs to play. Like, he tried to grind at Chelsea. It's not working. Yeah, He needs to just go find a club where he can go play. No, unless Pochettino wants him. You never know. He needs to get out of Chelsea. Get out. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's rumored to go to Italy, but he just needs to go to somewhere he can play. Yeah. Like, you got to have people that are playing. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Brendan Arrington wasn't really playing a lot at the end of the year. So can maybe stay in the second division. It's just playing and generate him another move. But he needs to play. Like, these guys need to play. Yeah, it's great that they're all at these big clubs, but if you're not playing, what's the point? Like, you look at the new kid, Pilarin. He played. He well, look at look at what happened. Look at what happened with um. Look at what happened with uh, um, Zach Steffen. What he wanted to play? No, no, no. He's a perfect example, right? Manchester City, Manchester City, Manchester City. Never played, never played, never played. Didn't make the World Cup roster. He didn't make the World Cup roster for other reasons. That too, but at the same time, it didn't help that he wasn't really playing. Granted, he was on loan and things like that, but still. You look at Ethan Horvath, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that these guys just need to play. Um, and hopefully this new leadership can get them in there and get them and encourage them to see that. Like, yeah, everybody wants to go play for Manchester City and be the star, be the US star in Manchester City, whatever. But if you're not playing, what's the point? Yeah. No, sure. no, you gotta you gotta play. Um you're be, oh. or you're gonna end up being the 31 year old that's playing for the US men's national team that plays in MLS. <laughs> you don't want to be Josie Osdor. That dude was warming up in a full sauna suit. <laughs> the muscles were warmed up. He had on sweatpants. <laughs> he had on them gray sweatpants. 15 minutes. He had on them gray sweatpants, man. And they played him as a 10, so he didn't have to run as much. He didn't have to. <laughs> like Bruce, man. <laughs> Just bandaging this guy. <laughs> Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood. Well, no, he has Bobby Wood, too, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got Bobby Wood, too. Bobby Wood. All the national team guys. Bobby there. Wood started, man. There's got to be someone else out there that he could get that played. Clint Dempsey won't come out of retirement and play for Bruce. Wondolowski, Chris Wondolowski. I think he just retired. Mm. Uh, what's like? What's the guy with the dreads? Dreads. Beckerman. Is that it? I think he just retired. To, he uh, coaches. He's actually. Uh, I think coaches, and I think he had a pretty good squad this year. I saw his name pop up somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? That, yeah, those are those are definitely Bruce Arena guys. He, those guys <laughs> that still wear the copas and the long socks. <laughs> they still dress like they still come to soccer like it's two thousand eight. <laughs> um what's the guy that retired four times and then came back four times uh jermaine jones right jermaine jones freddie what's freddie a dude do i know freddie <laughs> dude needs a team i mean he's probably only 32 at this point right <laughs> yeah i think he was 32 when uh <laughs> when, he, when he was 16 <laughs> <laughs> he's only 34 <laughs> there you go He's got a couple years left. Freddie Freddie Adu is only thirty four years old, man. Uh, can we bring he's him back? For, if he's still playing, he's been professional for twenty years already. No, he's not playing. He's technically retired. He was playing in, um, Sweden. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, he was in Sweden. He was in Sweden, man. But he was taking years off. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was in Sweden, man. He was, which was, I think, the second division of, of, uh, yeah. Well, we could probably get him on the podcast now. I mean, he was playing. He played in the Las Vegas Lights before, Whew, in the USL. 
only played 14 games. You know, for for a guy that was supposed to be some sort of a forward, he does not have a whole lot of goals in his life. Was he a forward? Uh, attacking mid, forward, something like that. You think we can get him on the podcast? Oh, that would be great. I would love it. You'd probably get Max. I want, I'd be like, dude, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> how come... I, how come, wait, what do we say? All right, so 2004. So he had a 20-year career in the 20-year career, or not not even. He had a 17-year career. In the 17 years, he played in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 clubs. The club that he spent the most amount of time in was in Benfica, technically, but not really because he was on loan every year that he was there. <laughs> Actually, sorry. <laughs> The, the the two clubs that he spent physically the most amount of time in was the Philadelphia Union. He wasn't even there that long. He was there for two years. Um, and DC United, the, te- the the two teams where he spent the most amount of time in. Man. After that, it was one club a year, man. I remember. I re- dude, I remember when he was going to Benfica. That was like monumental. Well, he went to he went from DC United to Real Salt Lake first, and then went to Benfica, and then when he got to Benfica, he was there for a year. Then he went out. To, he went to Monaco, then he went to Belenenses, then he went to Aris, then he went to Kajuk Rizespor. Uh, yeah, he went to Turkey. Uh, before that, he was in Greece. And then before that, he was in Portugal. Then he was, listen, man, say what you will about the guy, but the guy has traveled the world. He's played in Portugal. He's played in France. He's played in Greece. He's played in Turkey. He's played in Brazil. Uh, he played in Serbia for a year. Uh, then he went and played in Finland for a year <laughs> and he got loaned out when he was in Finland. He wasn't even there for the entire time. Um, yeah, man. And then he played in Sweden. I mean, the most goals he scored in a year was five. No, he scored. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was his first year with DC United, which they were probably good. And he was just tapping the ball in. Yeah. And then for the Philadelphia Union, however, three of those goals were scored in the Open Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I would love to talk to him. That would be that would be fantastic, and be like, "Yo, man, what? Yeah, like, what happened? So how is it to play for one club a year?" <laughs> I mean, languages. I don't think you can learn that many languages if you only if you're only there one year. Do you even know what to eat? Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.